Hey friends, I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Erin Cusio, and this is Room for Lovely. I don't know about you, but I am a planner, to a fault. I have had to learn some flexibility over the last few years, but I am still a girl who likes a plan. Sometimes, though, life takes an unexpected turn. Maybe you've been there. You thought you had it all figured out. You covered all your bases, you planned for all the scenarios, and you had the picture-perfect image of what your life would look like. But one day, you wake up and your life doesn't look like you imagined. Now what? Where do you go from here? What do you do? What will people think and how can you start again? Today, my guest is Leanne Combs. Leanne and I have known each other for many years, but several years ago, God drew us together in an unexpected way. Her story is one of heartbreak, courage, and hope, and I am so grateful for her bravery to join me here today. Hey, friends. Hey. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today and tell your story. Before we get started, because I've known you for quite some time, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you spend your days? Okay, sure. I am a mom to seven amazing kids who are the best parts of me, five boys, two girls, ages 18 to six. So my days are spent in a very, very hectic way, honestly. (laughs) I work two jobs, sometimes two full-time jobs uh, to support us, but I am also originally from South Louisiana, moved around a bit, have settled in central Louisiana for the last six years or so, I guess. So this is kind of home for us. I feel like I'll always be a Cajun at heart, but you know, I've apparently um, acquired this country accent. And so <laughs> I guess that comes with the territory. But I enjoy in the little spare time that I do have, I enjoy um, spending time with my friends. It's kind of a sanity um, for me to have dinner with them. I enjoy cupcakes and coffee. Very good. Very good. You and I know each other originally from we went to youth group together and you were just maybe a couple years older than me, but that's kind of where our relationship began. Um, Would you go back to that time in life and kind of tell us how your life began there? Sure. So yes, at that time I was in youth group and later became a leader in that that same youth group. And in 2001, I went on a missions trip to Honduras um, with various churches across the state. And that is where I met my husband on a bumpy bus ride in Honduras. Um, We were married about six months later. And a year and a half after that, in 2003, our first child was born. And then they just kept coming after that. You know, people ask me all the time if we planned on a large family and we didn't. We talked about four and then God blessed us with a few more. Yes. And so he was actually a youth minister that was on the trip helping to lead the group, right? Yes. So fast forward a few years later and you and I had kind of kept in touch on Facebook, but you had moved on with your family. Um, We weren't really close other than we followed each other online and kind of kept up with each other that way. But several years ago, I just felt like God said, I want you to pray for Leanne. And I had no idea what I was praying for, but 
in January, he just said, I want you to pray for her every single day. And then just a little bit later, I felt like he said, I want you to tell her that you're praying for her. And so I did. And I had no idea at the time that you were sort of facing a struggle and really having a hard time and no one really knew about it. Can you tell us a little bit about what was going on? Absolutely. So yes, at that time, life was very difficult. It took a turn that pretty much took me by surprise, people that knew us by surprise. In 2008, my husband joined the army as a chaplain. So he was still in the ministry. And shortly after he joined the army, he deployed to Iraq for a year and he came back and he was a completely different person. And during that time, he ended up turning to alcohol um, as a coping mechanism. And it pretty quickly became a problem. Before this, he had never really ever drank very rarely. So it wasn't something that was on the forefront of my mind. Um, There were no red flags before, really no warning signs. Because of that, there were many, many actions that were very destructive to him and to our family. And at that time, I didn't tell anyone. I was very ashamed. I was very embarrassed. Um, You know, people in the ministry didn't do that. So I thought, but the reality is I have learned that addiction doesn't care who you are. Right. And um, it's no respecter of persons and it can happen to anyone. The unfortunate thing is it really um, changes people, like you pretty much watch the person that you loved and you thought you knew become someone that you don't recognize any longer. And so again, during that time, I didn't tell anyone. Um, We had eventually moved to North Carolina and we were away from family. And I knew that my family would feel helpless if I told them anything. We were many, many miles away. We really didn't know a lot of people. I felt like I was living a secret life, a double life, I guess you could say. And there were times when people would comment that we had the perfect family, um, that things on the outside looked to be so wonderful. But for me on the inside, I just wanted to scream that we were falling apart and it was very, very lonely. And so for me, when you reached out to me, that was huge because I, for the first time, felt like God saw me right where I was. He met me right where I was. But more than that, that he loved me enough that he would place me on someone's heart, someone who I really wasn't even very close to. That was huge that I, for the first time, didn't feel so alone because there were times when, you know, I was in a really, really dark and lonely place and I just longed for someone to, um, to relate to someone who knew where I was, someone that I could open up to and share with, but the guilt and the shame kept me from doing that. And I remember telling you that, you know, I have Googled like in the middle of the night while, you know, my husband was in a rehab, just looking, searching for someone, some blog, something for somebody to say, I've been there too. And I've come out on the other side. 
I have to imagine that you probably felt pretty shell-shocked because like you said, you know, you had made the right decision. He was a youth minister. Everything was like this whirlwind fairy tale sort of experience. And there were no red flags. There were no indicators that things were going to fall apart. And so I know on the one hand, you are weighing that you love him and you care about him and you want him to get better. But then on the other hand, there is sort of this decision that you have to make that not only protects yourself, but protects your kids. What was that like as you kind of wrestled with what do I do here? Yes, it was definitely a struggle, a battle, knowing what to do because, you know, of course I committed, you know, my life to this person and, you know, planned a happily ever after, but also, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all fail. And um, unfortunately, you know, the reality was our marriage vows had already been broken. I had fought over and over and over again. I prayed all the prayers. I gave ultimatums. I, you know, made all the threats, but I also time after time, you know, I would hear the promises to change, you know, that things were going to be different. And I constantly felt that I had to give it one more shot. Like maybe this time is the time that things will actually change. But Ultimately, I had become a person that I didn't recognize, that I didn't like. Um, It wasn't fair to me. It wasn't fair to my kids. And ultimately, I was responsible for for myself, but also for my kids and their best interest. And, you know, things were happening that um, they did not need to be exposed to. And, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, there were a lot of consequences to the actions, the choices that were being made, and it was out of our control. And it got to the point where we pretty much lost everything. Things were literally falling apart around us. And while I tried my best in trusting God to basically hold it all together because there was nothing I could say or do to change him, I tried to rescue him over and over again. But the truth was I couldn't do that. That was something that only God could do. And I had to trust that he was going to take care of him, but that also he, that God would give me the strength that I needed to make the really, really hard decisions. In 2017, it was pretty much a turning point for me. Whenever Mother's Day, he didn't come home which was a common occurrence, you know, unfortunately he would be gone for several days and I didn't know if he was dead or alive or, you know, what happened. And so that particular year, again, on mother's day, after, you know, going through this, um, this fight for many, many years, I realized that I could do the really hard things and with God's help, of course. And so that evening I took myself and my kids out to dinner for the first time alone. And it was like, you know, my eyes were opened that, you know, I knew that God was going to take care of us and that, yes, while it was, you know, a very, very difficult decision, I knew that I had done everything in my power and that I wasn't giving up or walking away from our marriage. And God showed me that he had us that yes, while it was going to be very difficult and there were so many unknowns because that kept me in it 
for longer because at the time I stayed home with our kids. I didn't have a job. I didn't have savings. I didn't have family nearby to help me, but I knew that he was going to make a way that yes, while all of this was a surprise to me, again, it wasn't to him and that he was going to give me what I needed to get through it. And he did. He opened doors. He closed doors. He sent people into my life at just the right time. Those people that could say, I've been there too. I'm here you know, to help you. That was huge for me. The heartbreaking thing is that as of right now, there has not been redemption or you know reconciliation in that relationship. And you made the difficult decision to walk away. And like you said, you guys had lost everything. You were now a single mother of not one, not two, not three, but seven kids, which is a lot. And you had this resolve that, yes, I can do it. But the reality of that is that there are a lot of practical logistics that go into taking care of seven kids on your own. And so you had to feel like you were in a very dark place. When did you start to see the sunshine again? Gosh, it took a little while because again, there were so many unknowns, so many practical things, but because God gave me that peace that I had longed for, for so long, because people in your life, people around you, the people that love you, they know the decisions you should have made sometimes long before you do. But I knew that I had to have that peace um, that only came from God. And so because he gave me that, I knew that he was going to take care of us. And so it was literally just putting one foot in front of the other, tackling one day at a time, one thing at a time, because yes, it was not easy. But again, I can see the doors that opened that I knew were only from God. I mean, some things that it really just blows my mind, the way that I can look back and see how his hand was in all of it. And so initially, I knew that I needed to do a job that would allow me to still be involved in my kids' lives, to be there for them because they were my priority. And so I went through a fast-paced real estate Um, agent course online. And so I did that and it allowed me the flexibility that I needed. Um, But also I'm very thankful that our families stepped up knowing the situation that we were in and they were willing and able to help us to get on our feet. And so I'm very grateful for that. So I did that initially. And again, you know, just the other things fell into place. Um, He always, always provided. There were times when I didn't know where my next penny would come from. It was very overwhelming, very stressful, but at the same time, God continued to show me that he was faithful, that he was good and that he was going to meet our needs. And The amazing thing is not only did he do that, but he's also provided some of our wants as well. And I continue to feel like he's shown me over and over again and given me confirmation that I did the right thing. It's been really incredible to watch um, you sort of climb out of this because you're right. You, if you were just surviving, that would be absolutely wonderful, but you guys are thriving and doing really, really well. And that I know is a testament to 
your faith and how much that you've put into your family, but also to God's provision and protection over your lives and just how abundantly he's blessed you guys, which has been really, really neat to watch. How have you helped your kids navigate through this? Because I know that it must be difficult for them to kind of wrap their brains around what has gone on and and the decisions that you had to make. Yes, absolutely. Even before I had to make the really hard decision, um, to divorce, um, I really prayed that God would prepare their hearts because, you know, their dad was an amazing dad before he became an alcoholic. And I know I have seen that God has done exactly that. You know, when I look at them, I see resilient, amazing kids who I know it's not because of me, like, well, yes, I mean, I do believe that I'm a great mom, like I will do anything for my kids, but I know that they are the way they are because of God, because, you know, he is watching over them. And I believe that he has great, great things in store for them. And he loves them even more than I do. So because of that, he's going to fill the voids. He's going to take care of them. It is hard though, because as you mentioned, you know, their dad is still battling his addiction is still in the middle of it. My hope and my prayer will always, always be that their relationship would be restored with him and that he would be healed and made whole. Yes. You know, seeing them, I I know without a shadow of a doubt that they are who they are because of God. Earlier, when you were talking about being in the thick of the secrecy of all of this, not having anyone to share it with, just really feeling like you couldn't because you were so ashamed of choices that you weren't even making, how has being able to tell your story been empowering for you and empowering for other people that have heard it? Gosh, you know, I remember in the middle of that feeling so alone. But now that I am able to share and I am an open book, like I, I want people to know that they aren't alone. There was such a freedom that came with that because nothing good came of my silence and me not sharing how great God has been and all the good things that he has done you know, again, looking back, knowing at the place that I was in when I felt so lonely and that I longed for someone just to come alongside me and say, me too, the light does shine again. The sun does come out again. I wanted to be able to be that for someone else. Like, you know, life is messy. Life is hard and it may not all look the same, but the truth is many people are fighting battles that they don't talk about. They are in those lonely and dark places and to have someone to come alongside them and encourage them and, you know, and to walk with them and for them to feel that they don't have to be alone, that things can get better. I do believe that God will send the right people at the right time. He has done that for me in times when I least expected it at a workplace, you know, hairstylist, just different things, people in the grocery store, 
you know, that you just happen to talk to, because I talk to everybody, but, you know, just sharing your stories, like that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to lift each other up. And, you know, again, for me, um, when I finally did that, it, it became not about me. I didn't care, you know, about the shame or the guilt or, you know, all of the yucky things. It was about helping someone else. In retrospect, as you look back over the journey that you have traveled, is there anything that you wish you had handled differently? Um, do you wish you'd let have let go sooner? Do you wish you would have held on longer? Is there anything that you look back on and wish was a little bit different? I mean, honestly, I don't know that I do. Like, I believe that my peace came at the right time. I believe that I tried. I knew that I had done all the things that I could possibly do. So I, I, I don't think that that it was too soon or too late. I have to believe and trust that God's timing is perfect. You know, I think that I have to be content with knowing that God gave me what I needed when I needed it. And I have to rest in that having no regrets because I have seen, you know, that he brought me from way, way low to way up high. Granted, even those days in between, even now, it's been, gosh, five years, really, I guess, since our separation, I have grown so very much. And so I really, I don't regret any of that. Earlier, you talked about how you found that you were becoming a version of yourself that you didn't like. Who is Leanne today? Well, um, I would like to say that I am much more confident in who I am and who God created me to be because for a long time I was just a mom or not just a mom, but you know, I was a mom, I was a wife. I didn't really have time to discover who I truly am and what makes me happy and what God created me to be. And so now I know more, I'm discovering more really it's a continuous process, but who I really am. And I know that I have perseverance. I have a fight in me that I never knew was there, that I can do the really, really hard things. Um, I have learned that it is worth taking chances and taking risks in life. And before I didn't really do that. I just, you know, kind of went with the flow, but life is too short not to. I am so very proud of the woman that you are, the mom that you are. You are incredible and brave and strong. And there has been so much beauty that has been woven through a really difficult story. And so I so appreciate you taking the time to share that with us and be vulnerable and transparent in all of your struggle, but then also in all of the victory on the other side. I think that's really something that people can be inspired by and find hope in. Before you go, I always end by asking the same question, and that is, tell me something good. So it can be something really small or something really big that's happening right now in your life, but what's good? Well, there are a lot of good things, but my oldest son will graduate high school in two weeks. It's good, but it's also very bittersweet because he will be moving. Um, so that's a whole new thing for me. It's like my, my first one will fly the coop. The good thing is that I feel like, you know, I'm kind of here, like this is what it's all about. Like I've raised him and, you know, hoped that he would do amazing, great things. And the time is 
arrived. Like I'm about to launch him out into the real world. But while it's a little scary, it's also very exciting because I know that God's going to do great, great things through him. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am so very glad you found us. Today, I couldn't help but think that there are so many people who might relate to this episode in some way. There are so many people who need to know that they are not alone. Whatever they are facing, God has them right in the palm of his hand. Would you do me a favor? Would you share this episode and let others know you're listening? My hope has always been that each week, this would find its way into the hearts and ears of those who need it most. And when you share, you're helping me to reach people I might never know. And for that, I am so very grateful. I have to be honest and tell you that this week was not an easy story to tell. The reality is that we generally want stories to have a happy ending and be tied up with a pretty little bow. But in an imperfect world, that's simply not the way it works. Because we are all human and we've got a free will. So there will be heartbreak. It's inevitable. We will sometimes make bad decisions. We will sometimes be on the receiving end of someone else's bad decisions. It's important to remember that we can only control our own attitude and reaction to circumstances. In this case, Leanne's resilience has been inspiring to watch. She has faced unimaginable hardship with bravery and grace. Her life is a reminder that even in the most difficult and painful seasons of life, even still, God can weave loveliness through every single part of our story. And isn't that what it's all about? When we choose joy, when we choose grace, when we choose transparency, we open the window for others to find comfort in our story and make some room for lovely.